What's going on, Clipper Nation? We're still here. It's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am positive Chuck Mockler. How you doing? I'm still here. Still here. Had a weird day at work. The roof was leaking, which made everything feel worse. Uh, if you are a Los Angeles listener, I'm sure you're aware. The rain today added an extra element of... I don't even know what to call it. Just an end fear. of the world vibe. I would say fear. Apocalyptic vibe. <laughs> That's what it added to. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're locked on Clippers. We're, we're locked on Clippers. Part still, of will be for uh, you know until they tell us to stop. We're still locked on Clippers. Basketball will be back. Probably even Clippers. after they tell us to stop. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Always want to go too far. Yeah, we'll locked be on Clippers. Uh, we're gonna be talking today about. With the with the NBA season suspended, we're going to talk a little bit about some of our favorite moments up to this point. Send yours in at yeah. Locked On Clips. Yeah, at Will Updike at Charles Mockler. I, mean, I think we're going to have some time on our hands. So we're definitely also going to do our least favorite moments. Oh yeah, of the and also two. if you're in the Echo Park area, get at us. You can be on the show. <laughs> yeah, come through. <laughs> come through. Um, we're also going to talk about some kind of ideas for what the league should do. Or what we think they should do when games do resume. Shout out Dominic Coles for a very good idea. Um, yeah, there's there's kind of a lot to unpack there, so I'm 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 excited to dig into that. And then it's Friday. Uh, Ooh, pandemic it's... be damned. We got a love Mary kill for you. Oh man, we got we got a good one. We're gonna be doing kind of a dual one, I guess. Yeah, because we got a, we got some segment ideas. We got some vacation ideas. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, so all that and more coming up right about now. Hey, so welcome to, you know, Locked on Clippers. Locked on Clippers, favorite favorite moments of the year so far. Um, we're gonna, I get, I mean, I don't know. I should get this one. Uh, they're doing NBA meetings kind of right now about stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they are banning. There's this really weird thing happening. So Chris Hayes just tweeted out. Um, the league is prohibiting group workouts from now until March 16th. Which is four days from the time we're recording this or three days from the time you're listening. With the caveat, if multiple players are working out at a facility simultaneously, it's required that players use parts of facility on individual basis. So like if I'm on the leg lift machine, you get the hell away from me. Um, that's so that's cool. The league seems like it's going to be out at least 30 days. Um, sorry, that was just kind of some breaking. I don't. know. I just got on my phone, so I no, I'd that, talk about no. It. I mean, like this is a this is an unfolding situation. This is this is kind of well, kind of going to be how we're delivering news and, <laughs> yeah. and 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 media and content to you guys for the next thirty weeks, thirty days. I'll say, like, welcome to the new version of Locked On Clippers, which is probably going to be much more open ended. It's still going to be an absolutely great time, but uh, you're going to learn more about Will and I. I would say. <laughs> Would it's be my a, it's, if you're an off-season listener, I think you're gonna like this. Stuff. You, yeah, you come through. What uh, What's been your favorite moment up to this point of the Clippers season? Oh man, it's really hard. Uh, I'd have to go back to though either opening night or Christmas Day. One of those wins over the Lakers. I Just, love the opening night one. That the opening night memory to me feels like validation opening night like i i know in the long run no matter what happened opening night we were still very much uh in title contention mm-hmm. i don't want to say favorites because the bucks hey look 
that's a tough deal going against right there. Um, but opening night, it, I think it validated a lot of like, all right, like this was all, we didn't have a healthy squad. Yeah. We're good. Opening night was so interesting just because I thought that was the time that we could get really punched in the mouth. A hundred percent. The first game of the year. Like, and, and also just being there. They wanted to as well. Yeah. Like, if there was one thing that Lakers fans were going to run with, other than maybe one out of three regular season victories, it would be the opening night victory. Definitely. Definitely. Like, that would have that would have been horrible. And honestly, I mean, a huge thing for me was just seeing, like, the change in the crowd and, like, the change of Clippers' support. I mean, that building, like, going into that game, I would have thought, this is essentially an away game. Yeah. It's going to be a Lakers room. Uh, and I honestly felt like the split was pretty 50-50 until the Clippers, I mean, like, really started dominating. And then I felt like it flipped to a, a more vocal Clippers group. And that was like... Look, if you're going to get the people who are going to flip-flop, that's where it happens. Yeah. Like, winning... Like, Clippers fans don't need to win over... Like, Clippers... The Clippers are going to win over Fairweather fans at this point. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Which is, I mean, it's just true. We had one guy leave a voicemail on our Thirsty Thursday segment who was like, I'm a Lakers fan, but I listen to your show every oh, day. Yeah. And it was like, so it seems like you're a Clippers fan. <laughs> like, um, no, I that was like the, that was a big win in the, I still feel like we're always going to be second in LA. And I think that's fine, but like. No matter how good we are, this isn't a knock like on a mentality or anything like that, but. Just the, just juxt- helps. Just the juxtaposition from like. Even what the home support was like in games that weren't against the Lakers last year, you yeah. know, um, it was rough. Tran- yeah, transitioning into this year, and like obviously we knew it was going to be a, a different team, but like the fan base setting that sort of precedent on the first game, I thought was incredible. You know what helped that precedent? Kawhi, Kawhi. dropped thirty six <laughs> and five yeah. in his Clippers debut, um, which was. Wonderful to see. I was always surprised because we only started going to games regularly when we got press passes for last year's season. Mm-hmm. And it was always a trip to be like, with how the fan base in the beginning of the season, like we all know how Clippers games go. It was just funny sometimes to be like, huh, I didn't know the Thunder fan base traveled this well. Yeah. <laughs> like random ass teams where you're like, oh, I didn't know that this was going to happen. Um, Paul George's absurd return to play is up there with my favorite memories. Yeah. Um, 33 and 37 in his first two games back going nine of 16 from three in those games. It felt like it calmed people down. Uh, in terms of production, like fans or the team Clippers fans. I don't, I don't think the team was worried at all. Uh, the team always knows more than you. And I mean you in terms of me, in terms of will, in terms of yeah. any listener. Um, in terms of fans, because it was like, because after this, it was like, oh, he's not taking as much contact. And we all kind of forgot that he was going through double shoulder surgery rehab. No, he was hitting yeah. from outside. Like, yeah, the I mean, show it. Yeah, there's no way to dance around it, though. He was like, he was shying away from contact, which makes sense. Yeah, he why had, wouldn't you? He admitted as much, but he was absolutely on, just on fire shooting so, from outside. And that was another validation thing. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean... When it first happened, I was still a little like, I still don't look at what we gave up for Paul George because 
even more so now it's still up in the air if it's worth it um but yeah those first couple games back it was like okay like we're gonna be fine totally like, yeah this is all good. yeah i mean it was a true return to form and i thought that he would have to ease his way in a little bit more and nah that was not the case um what do you got what's another one uh, I mean, I was shocked that you put this one in the notes because this is like this one popped to mind uh, immediately. It was that game versus Minnesota where Kawhi and Paul George both had forty? That feels okay. I will say this: that feels I don't know fifty-eight years ago. It does feel point. like a long time ago <laughs> in it the does. timeline of everything in the world. It just like uh, I mean. PG had 46. Kawhi had 42 and 11. Like, this was the best 2-1-3 game we got. Yeah. Up to this point. That's no disrespect. But, like, this was... It was only a seven-point win, too. Yeah, it wasn't like, like an, need, This wasn't... It wasn't a shlacking. I, yeah, I was a shellacking. Shellacking. Um, they didn't take the shillelagh on these fools. Um, is that where that phrase comes from? I don't know. If you're a linguist and you're listening to this podcast, which I have to assume most of our audience is linguists... Um, let me know if shellacking comes cunning from... Cunning ones at that. Yeah, cunning linguists. Shout out all my Canadian underground rap fans. <laughs> Let me know if shellacking comes from the Irish term shillelagh. Shillelagh. It seems like it should... That makes sense, right? It does. I mean, Welcome I didn't... locked on word origin. Um, I didn't know what a shillelagh was until you told me about it at some point. Uh, I mean, look, with how things are going in LA, I'm packing a shillelagh literally everywhere I go. Um... <laughs> No, this was, yeah, this was like the culmination of what I think the playoffs will look like when the Clippers are rolling. This Minnesota game, where it was just like, look, we know we have these other pieces, but when these two guys are doing their thing, it truly is a whole different beast when the Clippers are playing at full capacity. And we haven't seen a lot of full capacity games. When PG and... Kawhi are both scoring at least 30. I mean, the team is unstoppable. Like, that's full capacity. With the additions that we made uh, at the trade deadline, I would be very surprised if we had another game where, where both guys were, had 40-plus. Um, It'll happen in the finals. But, I mean, whatever universe help whatever team <laughs> we're playing against if those guys both have 40 i mean it, it's gonna happen in the playoffs and like it's just you can't beat our team if if both guys score 35 points there's no way you're beating the clippers mm -mm. um another moment in here this is kind of an elongated thing watching trez get better oh i like this there's been and i was guilty of it as well there was a lot of, and I think this is Doc's fault. It's so easy to nitpick a player who you watch play for literally 20 minute straight stretches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they start to make mistakes. They start to make mistakes, dude. But like, he he has his faults. I'm not saying he's a perfect player at all in any way. But we've seen him get better at rebounding. We've mm -hmm. seen him get better at free throws. His within four feet rim protection is within the top 10 opponent field goal percentage in the league. And his finishing. We're spoiled. I'm sorry. His finishing is insane. We're spoiled. Trez gets no love from the ref's whistle, which I've never seen a player. Usually players who go from this, like 
we don't know who you are because refs aren't going to know who Trez was when he first mm-hmm. came to the Clippers. Well, and he also had a bad reputation. He, a, he pushed that ref. First of all, that ref was a bitch ass. He was asking for it. Oh, um, <laughs> um, he pushed that rep. Like he gets the opposite of a superstar whistle. Yeah. Like a, a player, an opposing player would have to like Nancy Kerrigan Trez for Trez to get some calls. Sometimes it feels like definitely. Um, but watching him get better, the all the truly the only, I guess, real fault or whatever that I wish I would have seen get better is the out of the short roll passing. But even that has been on an uptick. Yeah. Before everything got everything. Yeah. Shout out to Trez. And his handle, as much as like... It's still bad. Look, I'm No, not... it's gotten better, though. It's <laughs> gotten better. And as much as we cringe sometimes when he is going point Trez, uh, it has gotten better. <laughs> not that got... he should rely so on So that's that, my but... thing, is that I feel like all of Trez's faults are because of kind of the coaching staff. Because they're like, yeah, go ahead and dribble it in the low block, dude. That's awesome. And everyone's like, why are we doing this? <laughs> like, just why, though? Um... Any other favorite moments? Any loose ends that you can think of favorite moments? No, I think that it'll do it for today's episode. I, we're going to have to come back with some more favorite moments. I got moments one more real season. quick. All right. After, so Pat Bev still might be and was very mad about the athletic article, Jovan's article, which I'll tell you one thing I didn't like this year. How the Yov, how the uh, athletic social director ruined Jovan's place within the Clippers organization. Wow. Yeah. It might the, be a hot take, but like you can't, Jovan, the way, the way I feel like you're right in that the way the article was promoted, uh, wasn't necessarily it, it, representative it represent of what the content of the article was all, or he had the quote about Lakers fans about how like, you know, the Clippers play for people on the bus, yada, yada, yada. That's a very nuanced quote that he explains in the full article, but of course the media, the, the social media copy was like Jovan Buha on the Clippers fan base. We do it for people who are working class. And then everyone who's a Lakers fan who's working class was like, well, I'm also working class. How are you throwing me under the bus? And Jovan, his men, it was just like, dude, he didn't mean it like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, shout out to Jovan. Shout out. Fantastic reporter. If you're not reading his work, you absolutely should. Um, Anyway, I liked when uh, Bev walked by the media and said, only one Clippers All-Star, that's bullshit. Yeah. Because then seconds later, he yelled at all of us for not stopping the athletic piece. <laughs> Which, as I said at the time, look, I'm not JP Mr. Athletic. Uh, one of my favorite moments also was just a locker room moment before that article came out when Bev was just breaking down his own highlights guarding. <laughs> he locked him up. I'll tell you one thing. You locked him up. Uh, coming up, let us know your favorite ideas. If you want to come on the show and talk about it, honestly, DM us. Roll through. At Locked on Clear. Your least favorite moments, we'll take those too. We sh- Let's talk least favorite moments. Maybe Monday's show? I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Coming up after this, we have some league resuming ideas for what uh, how play should get back to quote-unquote normal. All right. So we're back, and hopefully the league is at some point, too. I mean, it's not back after we took that break. But uh, so Adam Silver, like we talked about uh, Dan Wyke, he sent out a mass text, not to us. We're not on that list. Um, about how, like, it's going to be at least 30 days. Yeah. Which I mean, makes of total course, sense. Of course. You, I don't think you call off an entire league, and then a week later, you're like, no, nah, we we're taking a week off. Yeah. Like, a week <laughs> off is like, no. Like, 
You said 90 days, which I think is total. I think that's completely within the ballpark. If you looked at how long uh, the CBL was suspended, it's like 90 days. Uh, they're, they're, they're talking about August. They're talking about July and some of this shit. Like, I think 90 days seems prudent and reasonable. It's longer than I would like to wait. Of course. But it seems reasonable. Seems reasonable. Um, there's been a couple takes. Should the league, my big question for this segment, should the league just resume for the playoffs with seeding as it was at the stoppage? Uh, with the caveat, play-in tournament for the 8 through 12 seeds. Or 7 through 8. 7 and 8. You know, a play-in tournament for the last seed. Play-in tournament for the four teams in contention for the 8th spot. Right? So that would be your Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Kings. Yeah, because... Would so, play it... Would, would have a play-in for the eighth seed. Yes, because right now, we're talking strictly Western Conference right now. The gap between the seven and eight seed, if the season were to resume in 30 days, is seven games. Mm-hmm. Borderline insurmountable. Yeah. Borderline. But the gap between the eighth and the 11th seed is... Three and a half games. Three and a half games. Very much doable. If you're a Kings fan, you want the either the rest of the season to play out or the tournament. What do you, I mean, what do you think should happen? I mean, I love the idea of a playing tournament. I don't think that we should go straight to the playoffs. Interesting. Um, I like the playoff tournament too. So I don't know how you go on your thing. And then I have a, such a stupid idea that I want to fire. off. So if you end up truncating the regular season, I don't truly know what is the best way you prioritize which games you play and which games you don't i think it would honestly boil down to scheduling you know like how you could how you could uh feasibly schedule arena time for these two teams dude like we talked about on that last Um, episode like imagine the staples center being like all right all those concerts got delayed but i think that that's how you end up deciding the regular season it's like can we feasibly figure out x amount of games okay great we'll do that I don't love the idea of going straight into the playoffs just because I think let's say we go 90 days without basketball and then even 30, even 30. And let's then, say we go and we talked about the, you know, like the workout limitations. Yeah. Guys are still going to play. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, of course. For sure. Well, and then everybody but it's not the same. And then like teams will get tested. They'll get, they'll get stuff figured out. Like they'll be able to practice. Dude, first of all, hard pivot. Okay. Shout out to the Jazz for being able to have 58 coronavirus test kits on deck. I mean... Like, that is, that's a weird thing that kind of got swept under the rug. Like, how are those schools getting tested so quick? Like, I think it's both good and also very unfortunate. I, I absolutely... I mean, it's good for the spread of the virus, but it's unfortunate because, like... Look, this was, this was so close to just becoming locked on Conspiracy Chuck. Mm-hmm. But we might save that. We got we got thirty days. We got thirty days. So keep going. Sorry, keep going with your last point. Sorry. Um, I think that even like taking thirty days off and then going into seven game series of playoff basketball just immediately. I, that just doesn't that doesn't sit right with me. I didn't think about that until you just said it, and I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> you know, like, you know who needs to ease into things in terms of health? Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and, and just in general, like getting used to that sort of intensity and just playing again. And 
I mean, all that that's going to encompass, I don't know, man. Because you're theoretically not around your teammates for at least 30 days. Probably. Officially. Probably. What if Lou Will's just hosts on a 30-day Lou Willville? I mean, I th- so job lesson, you know? I think there should be... I don't know if they... Now, you had a very logical argument for, like, intensity-wise, how you can't just start the playoffs. But one of the reasons I like the start the playoffs idea is that ever since the NBA moved from the first round being five games to everyone being seven, mm-hmm. upsets are so much harder to come by. For sure. You know, first round, one through eight, so much easier for an eight seed to beat the one seed three times. Absolutely. Compared to fucking four. Yeah. The upset possibility is cracking if yeah. we just go straight into the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. But we are a number two seed. <laughs> so, like, that gives me some pause. The way that it shakes out is that the Clippers would be playing the Mavs. Which I'm not worried about. Which I'd, I also Clippers. don't think would change. So, here's the other thing with the playing, like, the playoff. Like, if it just popped off right when the playoffs were supposed to start. Yeah. The Nuggets are only, were, one and a half games back from the Clippers. Mm-hmm. The Jazz were only one a hit, one and a half games back from the Nuggets, and the Thunder were only one game back from the Jazz, as were the Rockets, who were only a game and a half up on the Mavs. So, like seeding wise, it gets so like the let's call it three through seven seed is separated by four games. Hella volatility right there. Do you think it should be? Like a 70-game season, and they lop off 12 games? I think The why, Lakers already had a back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. My thing is, is why not just eliminate all non-conference games? Oof. I'm on board. I checked out. I'm on board with that idea. Eliminate all non-conference games. You play only your conference games remaining. Uh, They're the only ones that... It cuts, it, it cuts down on travel. It also logistically... Oh, Makes it a little bit easier because you're just dealing with one coast at a time. You know what I mean? Yes. So you're just planning like west coast to west coast, east coast to east coast. Yeah. It's not like as wild, at least in my mind. Does that make sense? Dude, I mean, I'm. this is... Look, there's no basketball for 30 days. Anything <laughs> you say makes sense. So eliminate all non-conference games. Uh, you play the rest of the games. And then, yeah, we just go into a regular playoffs. What if... And I just thought of this. Okay. What if they take... Maybe a playoff, if, if you want to do a playoff for the eight seed, like a, a playing Yeah, like in, a both I'm, situation. I'm still down for that. I like the both situation. Yeah. What if, this is completely different. What if they took, so NBA 2K, I really don't like its effect that's had on NBA basketball as a whole. What if they took everyone's stats from every team, and then the playoffs, not the playoffs, what if the five-game stretch, mm-hmm. mm, let's call it ten games, because there's still like four games to separate teams. What if it just turned into each head coach having to play a turn-by-turn based RPG with like a 22 with a dodecahedron sided die? So it's like I'm calling like you're like I'm calling Kawhi elevator I'm calling Kawhi uh double pistol screen this. And then you roll your dice based on the, you know, the defensive Statistics. I love this. That's is that the worst idea? No, this is so out of left field, it's and I so love it. Even for me, I do not like turn-based RPG games. I never even play them. 
But there's so many statistics. I would love to watch it. I would love to watch Doc and Rex Kalamian trying to figure out. And also the Dungeon Master. This is basically just D&D. Okay. The new refined idea, it's just D&D. But with a way better combat system. Way better combat. Our friend Clayton and Proto. Shout out to A Bay Bay Baseball Pod. Uh, our friend Clayton and Proto used to play a version of D&D, but with a way better combat system. <laughs> Which you, is how he would always sell it. You could stat out every player. Yeah. It's already done. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's already done. And you could just have, you have the head coach and then one assistant. And then you have the dungeon master, court mm-hmm. master, if you will. Adam Silver. No, it's a ref. Oh, It's okay. the longest tenured ref. Because first of all, those fools who've been ref in the NBA for like 30 years, they've smoked some weed and played D&D. <laughs> like, that's happened. Um, they're the dungeon masters. Okay. And they don't have a lot of responsibility because it's just like, just play the thing. I'm going to be honest, this is the best day I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I'm on board with it. I love this. Other than hat for your balls, which we're going to get into on locked on uh, patent ideas. Great patent ideas. Anything else in this, in this, uh, what the league should do? Um, what about just, uh, what about instead of basketball, they just maybe did chicken fights or something for like <laughs> for cock fights or chicken game. fights? Chicken fights. Like when you're on somebody else's shoulder, like in a pool. <laughs> I have a fun anecdote about cockfights, actually. <laughs> My great aunt, yeah, I believe she died when she was 102. Oh, that's up She there. hit the century mark. Yeah. For her 90th birthday, 90, to give you an idea of how this person was, she went to Cuba for her 90th birthday with the explicit goal to watch a cockfight. Cuba is beautiful. She saw it. Cuba. She, she, it was great. Like, I don't know if she won money. She might have been one of the few people who go to a cockfight to watch for fun because I feel like that's not a large demographic of people. No, you're throwing down money on that. You're putting cash down. Yeah. Also, shout out to anyone else who just had to convert their uh, betting winnings into Bitcoin and then transfer it into their bank account. I may have been familiar with that current situation because there's no NBA games. Oh, man. Anything else? In no. This shout out Cuba, thing? though. Shout wow. out Cuba. Shout out Cockfights. Shout out Aunt Annie. You know, you're doing good. Um, coming after this, we have a double Love, Mary Kill-ish, kind of. Yeah. Hope everyone's ready to learn a lot more about Will and I. One more time, Love, Mary Kill coming up right after this. All right. You love it? You're marrying it? Maybe you're killing it. Maybe it's all three. Hi-oh! <laughs> We've all been there. Want to give a shout out. If you're a local business who might be like, hey, maybe the Locked On Podcast Network has some discounted rates because of the coronavirus, get at us. Yeah. If you want to advertise, if you're a smoke shop, if you're a chicken sandwich place, if you're a convenience store, look, I probably go there. I will Traveling basketball salesman. Hit up uh, LockedOn.com slash advertising. We'll get your team in touch with our team. Also, full disclosure, if, you, if you're a convenience store owner and you DM me, hey, I'll give you free swishers. If you talk to us about on one episode, you're good. We got you. Um, I'm. I went to Vons last night to stock up on emergency supplies. I bought fourteen hundred Swishers. Um, so we got a love Mary kill going. Hey, this is a postponement themed love Mary kill. Obvi. So what are the Clippers doing during this postponement? Uh, we right. have Doc Rivers. Finally able to drink those fancy bottles of wine he keeps, which if you didn't know at this point, 
the dude loves wine. Yes. In a constructive way. Yeah. Not in a detrimental way. He gets to break into those fancy bottles of wine, goes a little manic, and thinks he can just become an oil painter, resulting in a very embarrassing attempt at an eBay store. You know what? This could happen to anyone. Sometimes you drink too much wine, you're like, I think I know what I'm going to do with my life now. Oh, I, I mean, I, I would say I do this quarterly. <laughs> I once had I once had four glasses of wine and was like, no, I'm the best producer of all time. <laughs> well, yeah, I know what an 808 is. Um, second option, Amir Coffee. Tries coffee for the first time. Okay. Ironically. Gets really into it and becomes even more twitchy on the court. All right. I like it. Kind of lackluster, you know. And then this one is, uh, whew, this one's out of left field. Rudy Gobert's Don't Go There Workshop. Rudy Gobert tells you to stay away from microphones and to maybe just take every now and then, if it feels like it, the warning about pandemics seriously. A little seriously. A little seriously. I want to throw in uh, Joakim's Grow House, where Joakim Joakim invites everybody over to check out his hydro farm. Everybody thinks they're going to see one thing, and it's really just microgreens. It's just microgreens. So he's growing bonsai bud plants. No, no, no. these aren't buds. These are uh, these are microgreens. They're they're healthy. uh, I'm torching Joakim's microgreens thing in a second. (laughs) If I pull up to Joe Kim's microgreens workshop and I don't smell a skunk or fucking OG Kush, I'm like, this serves no one. That's fair. Pat's Pets, he starts a charity where you can Ooh, spay or neuter. Fully on board. You can spay or neuter animals for free. Wait, I have to do it? <laughs> no, no, no. They, they have doctors. Okay, <laughs> it's thought, not like a workshop. Dog, I thought you meant this was like... Patrick Beverly's learn how to spay and neuter your pets workshop, which I'm also fully on board with. <laughs> oh man. I'm, I'm loving doc rivers going manic and thinking he can be an oil painting. artist. I'm also loving this too. Just cause mainly I've always wanted to see doc in a beret. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. And we haven't actually touched about this on this podcast, but there's a pandemic so we can touch about it. If doc is ever wearing an absurd fashion thing uh-huh be it a beret be it a, a baka style scarf <laughs> be it capris Ooh, okay or shoes that doc never shows ankle no he doesn't that's how you can tell a generational thing with fashion yeah as if men show ankle look it's my ankle you can see it it looks good i'm skinny i got a good achilles um i'm ankled up if doc is ever wearing like a fedodo and a scarf uh-huh it's because of the 20 whatever year old girlfriend that he has well no things are going bad like doc might take this quarantine time to just like launch himself into 20 something culture and i love that Uh, yeah i love it too i want to see doc posting a meme talking about doing the dab just like a year late more than a year i feel like like doc is like when the injury report is full and like does a dab and it's like dude no one wants this (laughs) like like what if doc started he's flaw he's flossing wait i got another one love mary kill what if doc starts a tiktok oh <laughs> love 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 it uh all right what are you the what are you loving marrying and killing uh i mean you didn't do your marry or kill all right so i'm loving we're co-loving the same thing well i'm loving amir coffee tries coffee for the first time 
What the hell? I thought I, we were in agreement. We're not. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink any caffeine. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of pretty major vices. Um, but I have drank caffeine before. And it tur- like we were moving out of my apartment. And I was like trying to straighten pictures on the wall. And I was like, we're leaving. This does not matter. Amir Coffee trying coffee for the first time I love. <laughs> I do too. I also love it from the standpoint great of idea. he could get a sponsorship deal. Those two-way guys, they need it. Um, I'm marrying Doc starts a TikTok. All right. TikTok Doc. TikTok Doc is great. First of all, Doc. TikTok. If Doc... Dude. If Doc's publicist is listening to this, get at us. Get at us. We have some ideas. We have truly a million ideas. And Um, a lot of time on our hands. So much time. You're unemployed. I have to go to work. Um, And then I'm killing Rudy Gobert. Don't go there. Because Rudy Gobert released like a statement on Instagram, he was put in such a shitty position. Here's First of all, I, I he shouldn't review. have made the joke he did. It sucks. We've all made that similar joke, but like, there's there might never have been a worse timing of content filmed two days ago to content that matters now. Yeah, with Gobert. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna kill that one as well. Uh, also, the French gave us a Statue of Liberty, which I appreciate. So, shout out to Gobert's people. I'm just also bummed out how this whole thing is shaking out. And, like, it's just... The, I do not think that that's the instance where this infection happened. There's no... I first <clears throat> For sure, there's no way that he was the first NBA player with Corona. Yeah, and also, like, a bunch of media people, like, from Utah have been cleared. No, it was a joke. Uh, and he wanted to show that he could be around media. Like, this wasn't a joke at Corona. Yeah, that's the thing. Is but also, was, if you joke about Corona, Corona will get your ass. I mean, apparently. From what we've seen. Bro, it's a pe- It's the first petty disease. <laughs> it straight up is. All right, what do you got for Love, Mary, Kill? All right, so I'm also loving Doc. Oil painting slash TikTok. Anything with Doc and a beret, uh, I love. I love. I love. Uh, I got to kill Rudy Gobert thing. And I'm marrying Pat's pets. I love uh, it. <laughs> just because, you know, it's important to get your pets spayed or neutered. Uh, R.I.P. to Bob Barker. Is he dead? Mm, I'm going to. I'm not sure, but when it happens. Because if I find out that he's dead, I'm going to sob right now on the podcast. Um, no, I'm like 90% sure. He, no, he's alive. He's 96. Way to go. My guy. <laughs> Dude, him and my aunt would have kicked it. He was born in 1923. That's wild. Also, fun fact, Bob Barker's 6'1". Pretty short, yeah. Should we sign him? Pretty short, you're right. For the point? He's good at distribution. Um, All right. Keep going, sorry. (laughs) We gotta gotta wrap this one up. We gotta wrap this one up. Wait, did you kill one already? Yeah. Are you listening? Dude, I'm... I'm infected. No. Uh, so we have some new segment ideas. Tweet at us. We already kind of put it on uh, the Twitter. We were thinking of doing a vodka tasting because we both don't really like vodka. We might do lockdown. It's going to be one segment per episode. So it's yeah. not going to be the whole episode, obviously. We yeah. have uh, we got locked on alcohol tasting. Just send us some dumbass brand of alcohol. We'll try it. We have locked on Will plays a video game. I suck at videos. I never do never it. Never plays. I'm... Okay. You Unless can, it's a Zelda game or sometimes a Mario it's, or some Mario games. It's definitely not going to be either of those. Um, if you play PS4 and you want a game, add at Swag Train. That's my gamertag. Made it in college. Still worth it. Um, we also had just a segment talking about how good the film Mi Vida Loca is. Yeah. There are some film. notes, but it's a fantastic movie. 
And then the other one was, uh, I think it was Locked On, uh, Locked On Simpsons, where yeah. we watched an episode of The Simpsons. Will's also never seen The Simpsons. I've never seen The Simpsons. Will, for being a millennial, Will has never seen The Simpsons or played video games, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, eh. right, we'll figure it out. Um, thanks for hanging out. We Again, if this is your first time listening to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks. Like, you also picked it. the worst time to get involved in NBA basketball. Monday's episode, we will be back. We're going to be here. We'll be here every day. We're going to be talking about what's fresh. There's going to be at least 45% Clippers content from here on out until the stadium, until the game start again. Yeah. And that... Uh... If you guys... If, if anyone listen to the show in the off season it's it's we're going to be returning to a similar format if you and this is with all sincerity if you're in the echo park area if you can commute to meet up around like 7 p.m or something come through yeah we'll, we'll talk. talk uh monday's episode is gonna have it's a salon it, it it's the old school version of a salon i love it um we're gonna talk whatever happens with coronavirus talking about how the new additions have looked and their limited play that's right Whatever else happens between now and then, we might just have seven episodes with Carl Tart, you and me, just drinking and talking shit. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out. We are here to, you know, watch some old highlights. I, I will say that I think our new sign-off has to be just watch old highlights. For sure. And also, uh, please continue to listen. Please continue to support if you feel so inclined. Uh, do leave a rating or review on iTunes if you haven't already. And if there's something that you would like to see in this kind of downtime, please let us know. We're always on Twitter, uh, at Locked on Clips, at Charles Mockler, at Will Updike. We'd love to know what you think. Come through. I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am <laughs> William the Opinion Updike. Appreciate you.